you've ever wanted to hear some horror stories about how the inheritance tax and the estate tax can just destroy generational wealth of people here in this country, well, you've come to the right place, and uh, it's going to be sad to hear it, but I think it's necessary. Hi, my name is Don Thornton. I'm a senior trust specialist, and today I'm going to talk to you in this video about two examples of how pernicious and terrible these estate and um, inheritance taxes are. And I will also tell you the solution, how you can make sure that you don't have your family suffer and get burdened with this huge tax uh, obligation, you know, when when you're when it's time for you to go on to the great beyond. Uh, so the first um, the first uh, story I want to tell you about, and it's a sad story. They're all they're both sad stories. And and I hate to use their suffering as a teaching moment, but it's important. It's absolutely important. This family, five generations ago, immigrated from England to Texas. And this person started, you know, built, just followed the American dream. Started working as a hired hand, worked his way up to where he was able to buy 3,000 acres. And he got, you know, formed his own ranch. And so the first generation went by, the second generation went by, third generation, no problem. And then on the fourth generation, there was just one uh, family member left that had control of the entire ranch. Uh, she was the grandma in this scenario, and she passed away. Now, she did not have any kind of estate planning done. And frankly, you know, she had a will, but that didn't preclude the IRS from coming to her and or to, to the survivors saying, you got to pay 38% of the value of the estate. And remember that the, the IRS sent an appraiser out there and determined what they felt that the uh, as his value was for the ranch. And then, you know, they had to pay 38% of that value. Plus they had a $1 million deduction. Well, all, all she had left was one son and the son, you know, he didn't have, I mean, the, the ranch wasn't rich, but they somehow were able to put together a payment plan, a very, very onerous payment plan to the IRS and they were able to save it. Well, in 2006, uh, the father died and again, didn't learn their lesson from the, uh, the death of the grandmother and the same thing happened again. And so they tried to, you know, the daughter who was a surviving child from the, from the father, she tried to uh, do the same thing. And she, you know, she wound up with two very large payments going to the IRS every month. And finally, she just threw her hands up and said, I can't do it anymore. So the fifth generation, it, this ranch, this heirloom, this treasure was gone, had to be sold, sold to a, a company that. Um, does commercial farming. So the family ranch, the family farm goes away. Corporations take over and it's all because of the inheritance tax and the uh, estate tax. So in the next, uh, you know, stay tuned to the end of this video and you're, I'll show you the solution about how these people could have been able to, um, you know, save their ranch and not have to pay any money in taxes as the uh, owners uh, passed away. But I'd like for you to do right now is to subscribe. Um, I'm trying to give you amazing content here multiple times in the week. 
I used to just one times a week, but now I'm, I'm moving that to like two or three times a week because there's so much valuable content that I want to get out to you. So that way you can protect your assets and not have to pay taxes that you can legally avoid. Uh, so just and make sure you hit the bell so you get notified when I, my next uh, video drops. All right. So the second uh, horror story I want to tell you about is a little bit more current. Uh, this is a, a woman, a community activist in New Orleans, and she was a real estate investor, but she was not in it for the money. No, of course she she made profit on it, and that's but but her emphasis was on having a very large apartment building that she rented to Section Eight uh, tenants, and she ran that for most for most for adult life. Whenever she you know from the time she bought the property until she passed. You know, she ran that that uh, um, building and she always made sure that she tried to put the tenants first and she was beloved in the community. And even when Katrina hit and she almost she basically had to rebuild, rebuild the complex. It was damaged so much in the hurricane and she was able to do that. And, you know, she was she had talked to her children about, you know, which one wanted to take it over. And they were they actually had started thinking about what they were going to do. They had gone to a lawyer and trying to figure out, OK, can we do this or this or this? But then she unexpectedly passed away. And so then all that planning was useless without something in place. And so what do you think happened? Well, you know, the, it, was, it was too much. The, the, the children could not afford to pay the estate tax. So it was sold and a developer bought it, you know, is turning it into uh, a short-term rental. And, um, you know, all the tenants got kicked out. The section eight tenants were kicked out. And now it's just some one more corporation coming in, buying up real estate from a distressed situation. And, you know, you're not going to get any, any charity or any, any uh, understanding or any concern for uh, people on section eight from that. And that's what happens, you know, again, because they did not have, planning. They, they, they didn't have a mechanism in place to be able to make sure they could pass their, their assets down from generation to generation. So again, make sure you stay to the end and I'll show you how these people could have saved everything and how it could help you with your uh, wealth and your, um, uh, your wealth and your legacy that you want to give on to your children. But first, I'd like for you to make sure you come down and, and make a comment. I love it when my realtor, my excuse me, my realtors, when my when my viewers, uh, you know, leave a comment, engage with me, give me suggestions about what you'd like for me to, to explain in more detail. I love it because you know I'm just sometimes I feel like I'm just throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks, but I know that this resonates with a lot of people, and I'm going to keep at it. So you know, leave a comment. I would really enjoy it. Now we've talked about the horror stories, right? We talked about the the ranch, five generations in Texas ends up having to be sold two times it went through probate two times it had to go through the estate tax and it just was the second time was too much went to a corporate corporation i did corporate farming uh the second example i just i just told you about was this uh, dear woman in new orleans who fought for section eight tenants and had a, a safe haven for them died before she could put a, a, a exit strategy in to make sure her her um uh, children could get it, inherit it, and 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 not lose it. They didn't get it done in time. She died unexpectedly, and then, you know, it sold at auction, and a developer came in, kicked out the uh, Section Eight people, and started to make money. Capitalism, right? The one thing that could have stopped this estate tax and inheritance tax in its tracks 
is if these people had known about the non-grantor, irrevocable, complex discretionary spendthrift trust based on contract law that I am telling you about. Because it is just like I had said in previous videos, it can stop imminent domain in its tracks when this is set pro when this is set up properly, and the uh, the owner's assets are sold irrevocably into the trust. They become the trust's uh, property, and the the uh, uh, trustee has a hundred percent discretion and power to be able to do as he or she sees fit as long as it's in, in uh, compliance with the governing instrument of the trust itself. And let's say, uh, let's, let's use the example of uh, the uh, ranch in Texas. Now they, remember this was uh, acquired by the, the first, you know, the immigrant, the first um, uh, owner of the ranch back in the, and I would say probably that maybe around 1870, 1875 in that, in that, in that time, maybe a little bit earlier, certainly after the civil war, the trust was available back then, but unfortunately, kind of like what it is now, most people didn't know about it because it was just like an inside club for the ultra, ultra wealthy, and they didn't know that it, this trust existed. Well, if they had known that, then, or frankly, any generation could have done it. Let's say the grandma is the person that died, and that's what caused the first probate moment. Well, if she had known about this, then she could have sold the ranch and everything involved in it, the cattle, whatever, everything could have been sold to the tr into the trust irrevocably. And then she was she could be the trustee of the trust and then she could have named her the beneficiaries and she would have named a successor trustee that in the event of her, of her death, that person would take over management of the trust and the assets would stay in there because if, if the assets are in the corpus of the trust, they can sold irrevocably, then there is no estate tax there is no inheritance tax and they could have been, then they, this could have gone on for generations until the 2000, you know, uh, 2100, 2200 for 10 more generations. If we're still, you know, a, a leaving, living, breathing planet by then, but they didn't know about it. Right. Let's look at the, look at the, the uh, wonderful lady in, in new Orleans with a section eight building, same thing. And she was, she, she was probably stopped from doing different uh, options to, Try to try to make the the burden less uh, difficult for her children when when she passed away, so they could get the property. You know, if she all she had to do was just deed that to the, to the trust, and then set up one of her children as the as the uh, successor trustee, and there'd been no inheritance tax whatsoever, no estate tax, and the her dream, her mission could have continued under the stewardship of whichever adult child that she named as the trustee. And again, that person would name a successor trustee and the all the, the, the other people would be the beneficiaries and the family can stay united and keep this, this jewel in their, um, you know, in their hands and their control. And really that's the one of the, of the amazing qualities and benefits of this trust is that you don't have to worry about these types of things happening. So even if, if it, you know, you think to yourself, well, you know that those were you know ranchers and, and apartment building owners and maybe you don't have that kind those kinds of assets but it touches everybody you know and we all hope that we can leave something for our children and again it doesn't have to be millions of dollars but whatever you have you want to be able to make sure they can keep and they're not having the burden of paying for you know taxes estate and inheritance taxes paying the burden because you you didn't plan ahead and that's what I want to help you with. That's why I do these videos. 
That's why I'm trying to push this out there as much as I can, because I want you to know the tools that are there so that way you can make sure your assets are protected. You can leave something for your children, leave a legacy, leave them the assets you work so hard to, to uh, obtain. And that's why I'm here. So if you want to learn more about it, just, you know, you've got the, my website here, uh, go down the description, go into the uh, profile and you can see everything. Reach out to me and we can do a, a free strategy session and see what we can do to help you get set up to where you can be know you can be secure knowing that your generations in the future can enjoy what you've worked so hard to uh, provide. Thanks.